Welcome to the Bethel Church Austin Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this sermon by a special guest speaker. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit www.bethelchurchaustin.com. I want to talk to you about... How many of you were here for this afternoon session? Okay, welcome back. This is going to sound uh, somewhat redundant to some of you because I'm trying to bring everybody along. I'm trying to bring everybody in on this conversation. And I can't say this stuff enough. I just can't say it enough because for whatever reason, we forget. We forget stuff. We're like, oh my gosh, have I ever heard that before? Yes, this morning. (laughs) And so I want to just keep pushing on this and pushing on this and pushing on this. Because it's a huge deal right now. It's a huge deal. It, and, it's, and it's a big deal in what's happening here. I mean, tonight what you just experienced was awesome. It was awesome. And I want you to know that it's not happening by accident. Anybody notice it's not happening everywhere? Some of, some of you got scared. What's happening here? <laughs> We're in church. These people look happy. <laughs> it doesn't look like they're trying to get us out of here. What is going on right now? talk to you about what, what the next generations look like. We either do this really well and we create something in the world that the world has not seen before. Or we repeat the same failed cycles that pretty much everyone has done. We're in a crucial place of protecting momentum of handing off inheritance and seeing legacy grow. We're in this we're in this tipping point, this very fragile place. I put statistics as high as 65%. I don't know what it is, but I'll tell you it's at least half the places I go. At least half the places I go are in transition. They're moving from the the Pioneer leaders, most of them are pioneers who really built the church to where it is, and they're handing it to the next generation. So people are trying to figure out how to protect this transition. Because some people are, are, are winning, a lot of people are not. A lot of people are, are where'd it go? This is, not, this is not at all what I thought was going to happen. Or, everything I was terrified of happening is happening. And so, we all have experiences where I should defend myself against you. The older generation says, I sowed my whole life into this work. Be careful. Don't mess this up. And this generation says, I have waited all this time for you to hand me this so that I can do 
what's in my heart. And so the tension is, how long do I hang on to this? And are you going to break my heart? So over and over and over, what happens is this generation holds on way too long, and that generation loses their vision. If they stick around, they lose their vision. And so oftentimes what happens is people just leave. This is very crunchy. You shave the Right here. 
But I mean, I've worked with Joaquin closely. Then he got married, and Eddie showed glad he was there. Wait before, wait before the foundation of the world. <laughs> Eddie was there, and, and then there was light. I remember just watching Joaquin in the school of ministry. You know, he he'd become an intern. How many how many years were you an intern? <laughs> it felt like he was an intern for six years. Because <laughs> he'd be in the he'd be in the, the staff meetings you know, and, and, and we'd be sharing testimonies with and Joaquin's just like for it felt like six years. <laughs> He's preparing for this day the whole time. You can always tell a, a disciple of Joaquin. I, I saw him on Pinterest. <laughs> I told him, don't let you drive. There's this, there's, there is a, a, a stewardship of something. And, and it's not always a given. I mean, we see it throughout the Bible, but it's, it's even more intimately connected to our own generations in the United States. But, but you know, we, we, we know of a time where the Pharaoh comes along and he has no idea who Joseph is. Like, we know who Joseph is. But one generation. And I don't know who it is. I don't care what deals were made. Here's what we're going to do. In the book of Judges, eventually there becomes nobody connected to the wilderness, the miracles, the tabernacle. Moses. Moses' tabernacle. It's just people are just doing whatever seems right to them. I'm just doing my own thing. Wisest man that ever lived had a stupid son. <laughs> I mean, if you ever feel bad about your parenting, just look at Solomon. <laughs> Seriously? Seriously. Real bum. I mean, it's one of drag that bum in your name, right? <laughs> has the whole thing, has the wealthiest opportunity ever handed to him. And what he does is he surrounds himself with himself and limits himself to himself. And then proceeds to blow Israel apart. Why? Because he didn't know how he got it. He didn't know how he got it. He didn't know what to protect. He, he didn't see the momentum. He thought he was going to create his own glory, which is what an orphan heart will do. If I, if I disengage, if I, if I disinherit, if I dishonor, I, an orphan heart just grabs hold 
and convinces me that I'm on my own and I have to do my own thing. Everybody's against me. I can't trust anybody. And then I'm, I'm sure to make I'm just sure to repeat the mistake. So it becomes vital, vital that that this generation sees what worked, what made that so amazing. What what gave me the opportunity that I have? I don't know if you've ever been to uh, Europe, but if you go, you know, England, Scotland, pretty much any of those countries, you look around and there is a million chimneys. There's buildings that just have 30 chimneys on them. Like, what happened? Are these guys not talking or something? Do we all have to have, yeah, well, here's, what, here's what's going on. What's going on is so many rooms have a fireplace. So it's the only way to heat the place, right? Is have a fire in that room with the chimney. And then that next room is freezing. Unless you put a fireplace in there. And you have a chimney. You have chimneys all over the place. So when you look out at the at the skyline, it's just chimneyitis everywhere. Chimneys are sticking up everywhere. Wow, this is so wild. It's so much a signature of your civilization. Are these chimneys everywhere? We're in a hotel in Edinburgh. And we stayed, we stayed, you know, we, 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 there's a fireplace. So we called the front desk, hey, can we get one of those logs? You know, the one with paper on it so we just light it. I don't want to. I said, oh, I'm sorry, sir, but these chimneys are condemned. What? There are like 40 of them in this building. They're, they're condemned. Wait a second. This entire city was constructed around fire. And now fire is illegal. And these chimneys all over town are a testament of the past. That once this city was full of fire. And right there the Lord speaks to me and says, Don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget what got you here. Don't forget what you're doing. See, the, the thing that, that, that drops the ball from one generation to the next is that this generation forgets what they were handed. They weren't just handed favor. They weren't just handed momentum. They weren't just handed a, a staff team or an organization or a budget. They were handed fire. That was the thing to protect. thing to protect is the fire. What you watched tonight was fire. I'm surprised water didn't come from the ceiling. Your joy was on fire. Your hope was on fire. 
some bodies were on fire. I can smell them. At one point, this whole area here looked like Austin's Austin traffic.
this place so that the people
the evangelist is going to focus all our attention on the lost. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. What are we doing sitting in here? What are we doing sitting in here? I can't believe we're having another meeting in a chair. That's great. The Bible says, go, not sit. People driving by, going to hell right now. Going to hell. There's another carload of people going to hell. Will you sit? Will you sit comfortably in here again? If there's something you're going to hear, you don't know. Evangelists are focusing our attention on the law. The prophets, the prophetic anointing, is everything means something all day. Every day, everything means something. Colors, numbers, everything means something. All day, every day. So that's not a digital clock, man. That is a portal of heaven. That thing is talking to me all day. Look at that. Look at that right there. Look at that. 1234. 1234. One, two, three, four. Moment of divine order right now. That's the second time it happened today. That's a witness. That's a witness. Number two is a witness. We The apostolic, the apostolic wakes up in the morning and looks into heaven and says, what about earth needs to change today? What on the earth has to submit to the Lordship of Jesus today? What's going on in heaven? What is the Lord doing? Who is the Lord highlighting? What is, what is God doing? How can I partner with what it is that God's doing? They just wake up looking for John G. Lake was asked, How do you know who to pray for? He said, Oh, that's easy. If I see a cast, if I see a, a, a crutch or a wheelchair, I know there's none of that in heaven. So that has to change on so the, uh, the apostolic, the, 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 the worshipers, the, the intercessors, the, the workers of miracles. These people are looking how to bring heaven to the earth. I see it. I see the glory. It's starving for more of the glory. This isn't something that you have to encourage them to do. They're just So heaven is try- has been trying to come to earth, but we create an environment that is very much a natural organization. See, we can do those three, and God doesn't come to church. We can control the doctrine, we can control the argument, we can control the... Um, the, the, the theology, we can control our argument, we can control the teaching, we can control what is said. We, we actually create environments around agreement. The idol of agreement holds us together. And as soon as, soon as somebody says, ah, the whole room goes, hey, this is who we are. This is what we do. This is what we say. This is how we say it. If you want to be disempowered in this environment, this is how you do it. 
you disagree. So our people don't really know how to think past the agreement. Because we don't really know how to do conflict really well. Because we take the disagreement and we put it above the relationship. Being right is more important than being connected. But when the apostolic is first, the prophetic is second, the teacher teaches something different. The teacher teaches that the love will always rule over the disagreement. Yeah. Well, we have a very different experience in the house. How many of you have a family member? Good. They seem to be mostly on this side. Good. Alright. How many of you have a family member that you disagree with? Same number of hands put up. How many of you have a family member that has done something or that will do something that you would never do yourself? Same number of hands up. How many of you realize those people are still family? Do you know why? Because families aren't held together by agreement. Families are held together by love. Good word. This is hard for us. I mean, some people already left because they disagreed with you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you know that you can't stand it. But I want you to think, and a father wants his children to think. Yes. Our Father wants us to think. But most of all, He wants us to love. And when we create an idol of agreement, we, we chop off the very power flow into what was never intended to be a natural organization. The church was never intended to be a natural organization, afraid of the supernatural. Something's happening that the pastor's not controlling. Maybe, maybe that cranky elder will. Somebody, somebody shut down that excitement over there. Hey, this is no place to be happy. Calm that lady down. And so we, we end up with a, with a, we're afraid of what we don't control. I mean, in the early days of Bethel, I remember, you know, people are flipping and flopping and groaning and crying and laughing and shrieking. You're like, which ones do we stop? <laughs> so we didn't stop any of them. We just didn't stop any of them. And the ones that were God changed life. Then there was this one person who kept shrieking and shrieking and shrieking laughing inappropriately, and you realize, we'll stop that one. <laughs> That's the one we'll stop. Hey, you. I can't! It's the Spirit of God! And he's carrying you out with the elder. <laughs> For a while, we, didn't, we couldn't tell him apart, you know? Like, 
the one, you know, one person just, oh, 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 you better be, you know, just look at her. And then we realized, oh, this lady has just had a lifetime of absolute horrible trauma healed. Different person. We almost stopped them because it was scaring us. We were like, oh, so glad we didn't stop. So glad we didn't stop. I would have had to stop you, but that was good. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> the point is that we learn, and eventually we do. Now there's just a whole bunch of stuff that we, we don't know. So, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, heaven comes. Care if we die. 
And this is this is the culture. This is how we live. And then we set up this place. You know, we dig the ditches and build the houses and cut down the trees and chase away the wild things and find water and grow food. And pretty soon we have some kids. And those kids grow up in safety and provision. Another planet. A completely different planet than the pioneers. So the pioneers are like, okay, come on. We haven't taken that mountain yet. We should go take it. I can take a nap first, but as soon as I'm done, <laughs> I think we should go take that mountain. And the kids are like, you know, hey, this is a good thing. Why don't we just paint? what we got. <laughs> you know, we can make that better, make that taller, make that flow better, and uh, we can just live in peace. Who wants to live in peace? You some kind of pansy? <laughs> oh, I just hate stress. <laughs> you seem to love stress. <laughs> Here's the candid subject. Here comes the candid camera stand. 
three of them at least. And uh, this man has apparently been in groups.
important to be cool. Accepted. Oh, get some rock. 
teach your grandchildren to bring rocks. Teach them to teach their grandchildren to bring rocks. Teach them to teach their grandchildren to bring rocks. We get upset when the Planning Commission doesn't authorize our building permit for two months. This is this is a a devotion. This this is we got to shift our hearts. Is what I'm saying. We've got to shift our, our 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 covenants with one another to say. Here's what I want you to protect. I want you to protect the Amistad. I'm sure what you do. Just just what I want you to do. Because they are not going to do it how we did it. They're not going to do it how we did it. I mean, they, we have toddlers who know how to work this. <laughs> toddlers who have the internet at their fingers. Just any restaurant you go in. Corvette. 
I'd rather have a Tesla than a Corvette. You'd rather have a golf cart than a Tesla? Okay. Okay, well, I don't know how to build a Tesla. You sure this is what you want to do? You want to ruin your whole life? <laughs> How do you how do you hand the Corvette baton to the Tesla hand? It's because I I have to give up being the expert on how the fire happens. I just have to throw my support into you learning to activate the fire. I'm going to have to help you by just coming alongside, helping where I can. Those are tires. <laughs> We're still using those, right? We're still using tires? I can help you where I can. And eventually I'm going to learn how to build Teslas. I'll learn. But you're actually going to be the one that led us into the dream of building Tesla. Amen. So as a, as a community of people who are watching transition, as you walk out of here, please remember, you are, you are protecting the apostolic fire. That's me that's, that's what keeps this going. That's, that's what I'm protecting with these guys. I don't know how they're doing it. I don't know what they're going to do. What are you going to do? What do you want to do? Oh, well, we're thinking like this, we're doing like that. Eric, what are you, what are you doing? Oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Okay, I'll help with the tire. Until I actually see it, until I actually understand it, because you're kind of talking in ways I don't I don't understand how that's going to work out that way. But where's the fire go? Where's the fire? Oh, right there. Okay. That's great. And then, let's build Tesla. And the legacy continues. We're just stewarding eternity. And I don't, I don't have the best ideas about how your generation is going to be. Amen? Amen. Uh, well, that's what I came to say. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit www.bethelchurchaustin.com.